information, invocation, and inspiration. Information consists of pertinent topics that Pastor Gordon would like to share with you to engage and edify. Invocation consists of prayer and preparation for worship. Inspiration consists of our praise to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and Pastor's delivery of the word.
St. Matthews, we are totally committed to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Jesus is God the Son and the Son of God. It is our desire that you become saved right where you sit by professing your belief in Jesus Christ and asking him into your life. The Bible says that Jesus our Savior died for all your sins. He was buried and rose on the third day with all power in his hands. To be saved, just pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. I believe you are God the Father's only begotten Son. Lord, come into my life and save my soul. If you've done that, email, call, or write us so we can send you written materials on your newfound faith. We have a ministry for your entire family. to invite you to our online service here at St. Matthew's Baptist Church under the direction of our senior pastor, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. Here at St. Matthew's, pastor has been preaching the word of God, rightly dividing it with truth and transparency for over 33 years. We've seen thousands of lives transformed. Even though we're living through an unprecedented time, and even though our church is closed due to the pandemic, we'd love for you to download our SMBC app through your Google Play Store or through the Apple App Store for real-time live updates. Additionally, we'd like for you to follow us on Instagram at smbchurchnj or on Facebook at St. Matthew's Baptist Church of Williamstown, New Jersey. In addition to that, we'd love for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel at smbctv where you can learn about our online services, our Wednesday night core Bible studies, and even our Zoom schedules at this time. Finally, don't forget to remain faithful through your giving by tithing online through our church website or by using our SMBC app or by mailing in your tithes to our church address at P.O. Box 817, Williamstown, New Jersey, 08094. Have a blessed day. Just want to say that I love you. 
Lord Jesus Christ. Truly God is an awesome God. He said, without me, nothing. We thank God for Jesus, the author, the finisher, and the sustainer of our faith. This is our communion Sunday, so pinch a piece of bread, get a small glass of water. At the end of our sermon, we will partake in the Lord's Supper. We want you to be encouraged in the Lord and in the power of his might, trusting him and him alone, trusting him through trouble, trusting him, amen, through your trials and tribulations. Jesus is going to pull you out. He is worthy of all praise, glory, honor, and adoration, and we worship him. We magnify him. We glorify him. Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords, and we praise his holy and everlasting name. This morning, this morning, this morning, a demonstration of God's dependency. And our first mention of this dependency is a total recall. I want you to turn to John chapter 15, verse 5. I just want to pull out a portion of that scripture, John fifteen five. I am the uh, vine, and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Now here's the part I need. For without me, nothing. For without me, you can do nothing. Let that soak in. That's, that's our purpose. Without Jesus... We can do nothing. Now I'm talking to the astute, the person that has high GPAs, the, uh, the genius, the self-sufficient. Take it from a preacher that has been in dirt and has been delivered. Without him, you can do nothing. He is who he said he was. He's our savior And he soothes our hurts and our pains. And he snatches us out of hell with smoke still in our garments. And we praise him for who he is. The demonstration of divine dependency. Now we dealt with departure in this new series, Led of the Lord, the leading of the Lord. We got to depart from something in order to realize his lordship. And then we move to the benefit of difficulties. Through difficulties, God counsels us and teaches us. Today is dependency. We are totally dependent upon him. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding, but In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Songwriter said, I need thee every hour. Think about it. We need him. He doesn't need us. We are dependent upon him. He's not dependent upon us. One of the strongest assertions of the total dependency of God is seen in the parabolic picture in Matthew twenty three thirty seven, of a mother hen, a mother hen who gathers, cares, 
amen, she covers and she calculates the safety of her chicks. That is, as winds uh, and storms rise up, she has discernment, and this mother hen, amen, is not disconnected from the devastation about to take place. So the Bible says that she, listen to this, she gathers her hens, she places them under her wings, she covers them, she cares for them, amen, and she calculates a peaceful outcome. It is a protection device, a provision device, and it is a peaceful ending device. So our purpose in John 15 is, without me, you can do nothing. Jesus. The parabolic picture here is that of a mother's hen. And by the way, the context in Matthew 23, Jesus is rebuking the Sadducees and Pharisees. I call it the woe chapter. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. And then at the end, he says, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. As he's crying over Jerusalem, how often that I wanted to gather you, care for you, counsel you, Lord have mercy, as a mother would to her hens, but ye would not. It's a rebuke. And then he goes on to say, but they that will ultimately believe in me and say, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord, shall be delivered. I want to use that picture that in a similar way in our lives when winds are blowing storms are rising foundations are shaking as we all amen can affirm today as things are going topsy-turvy that there is an invisible all-knowing all-loving intimate God like that mother hen who gathers us, who covers us, who cares for us, who calculates our outcome. That God, amen, is behind the scenes. And he's always behind the scenes when there's danger, detours, distress, devastation. God is up to something. And I want to use this as... Uh, an introductory factor, if you will, that, amen, God's covering, key word is covering, covering, the operative word is dependencies. That God covers us with divine dependence while we're in danger. Now let me stop, pause, and park, because the born again believe in Jesus Christ is covered in the blood of Jesus. You may not ever realize what that means. That once we're saved, born again, blood washed, blood bought, and we've asked Jesus to come into our lives, believing he died for our sins on Calvary's cross, was buried, rose again the third day, and we ask him to come in and save us based on that, amen, belief in his finished work. And God justifies us, Romans chapter 4, and hallelujah, God Amen, uh, 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 pulls us out of judgment, 
We can't go to hell. We're only going to heaven now because we are born again, blood washed, blood bought. You know the story. The gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ is that he died in our place. He died for all of our sins, past, present, and future. And because he died for our sins and we are saved, we've been omitted. We've been, amen, delivered from hell. Amen. And and so what God does in this capacity is that born-again believers, listen, are covered in his blood. No hurt, no harm, no danger. We're covered. The important thing for us to understand is that we were always covered even before we were saved. Because the Bible tells us that we were saved before the foundation of the world. We were saved, amen, before we were born. Through election, there's some deep theology here, amen, and that the angels are caretakers of the elect. Meaning, when you and I were in darkness in the world, when we were broken, when we were battered, when we were bruised, Lord have mercy, when we lived reckless lives, there was a hedge around us because God knew we were going to get saved. He, we were part of his elect. Every club you walked in, every time you were out there in danger, every time you didn't see the danger, you couldn't discern the danger. You Come on now, you couldn't even imagine a danger. There was a blood around you, a blood of protection. Thank God for the blood. We're covered in the blood. We didn't get covered in the blood the moment we got saved. We were covered in the blood before we were saved. So as we go back in retrospect and think about how great God is, those times when we were vulnerable, when we were victims, when we could have been devastated, there was a blood hedge around us. And that's why in Isaiah 54 it says, no weapon. That's formed against you shall prosper. We, we are covered, covered, covered in and by, listen, the blood of Jesus Christ. That we had his guidance, his goodness, his grace. Amen. God, God covered us when we deserve to be covered. God covered us. And, and oftentimes in my life, I go back about times that I was uh, broken, amen, battered and bruised from the world, and I was covered in the blood. That's why nothing happened to me. That's why I'm here today. I was covered in the blood. I wasn't lucky. I was covered in the blood. Songwriter said, somebody prayed for me, had me on their mind, and took the time, hallelujah, to pray for me. I'm so glad they prayed. My grandmother prayed. My great-grandmother prayed. My godmother prayed. My mother prayed. My father prayed. Prayed for me. They interceded. Hallelujah. And we're praying for others. This covering, this covering was over Israel. They were covered by a cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night. Covered through the Red Sea. Covered. And this covering talks loudly about the total dependency of Almighty God that he comforts us, he cleanses us, he clears us, 
by his covering. We've been covered by the blood, hallelujah, of the lamb under the covering, under the covering. Satan, sin, or self cannot take you under. You're under the blood of Jesus. What a remarkable preservation, what a remarkable covering of Christ. We are covered by the blood of Jesus. I want to just slow up and deal with that. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. Amen. The covering of the blood of Jesus has brought us this far. We've come through a whole lot, and we're going to go through more, but we're covered by the blood. He's hedged us in by the covering of his blood. As that parabolic picture of the mother hen, she discerns and she detects contrary winds blowing. So she gathers her chicklets and she places the chicklets under her wings and she covers them from all hurt, harm, and danger. Covered. Hallelujah. The Lord covered me when I was in woeful sin. The Lord covered me when I was in that world. The Lord covered me when I was broken, battered, bruised, messed up, heart not right, head not right. Amen. He covered me from myself, from Satan, from sin. And that is... He deals with this matter of the covering of God as our total dependence upon him. Now, I stated danger seen and unseen. You have not seen, nor do you know, you'll, you'll learn it when you get to glory, all the times, could have been car accidents, could have been house fires, could have been stabbings, shot, shootings. It could have, Lord have mercy. It could have been somebody laying in wait. Only God knows how he covered us from hurt, harm, danger, and trouble. No such thing as luck. Keep living. You'll understand. It's not by power, not by might, but by his spirit. Only Jesus can cover the elect. Thank you, God. And I don't care what we go through, you got to raise up that blood, that, that blood-stained banner, hallelujah, and understand you're under the blood. The blood of Jesus Christ. The second thing that we see in the text is not only the covering, but the care of divine dependency in our deprivations. Now, the word deprivations (laughs) deals with hunger, hurts, and a need for healing. When we are deprived, when we are in a state of deprivations. I, I don't know about you, but I've been there. I'm there oftentimes that 
I'm hurting on the inside and I, I need healing. I need help. I need the Lord's attention to the things that's going on inside of me. Lord, have mercy. These, these, these deprivations, uh, is when God not only covers us, he cares for us. He cared for the disciples on the Sea of Galilee. He stilled the storm. He cared, hallelujah, in John chapter 6 when uh, close to 13,000 people had no lunch. And he asked Philip, what should we do? And Philip said, I don't know, Stupid people. Jesus knew what he was going to do. He was going to take a little small boy's lunch and multiply it and have 12 baskets of food left over. Lord, have mercy. That That is, our deprivations is an indicator of our divine dependence from God. Now, there's a mysterious story in 2 Kings 4. You don't need to turn there, but re- write it down, read it later. Elijah, the great prophet, was told by God something very strange. Now, let me stop Paul's and Park because this gives us insight as to what God does with us sometimes. He, he, he seems to lead us into liability only to bring liberty. He told Elijah, he said, Elijah, Elijah said, I'm here. He said, uh, I'm going to bring a famine and I'm going to dry up water. There will be no rain. So get up, listen to this, go down to the brook, a brook of water that flows from the Jordan. And it's there, it's there, specificity of place. It's there that I will order the ravens. A raven is not even a clean bird. It's there that I will order the ravens, listen, to bring you bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. So Elijah said, okay, Lord, Elijah went by the brook and uh, the ravens came and bought him pieces of meat, pieces of bread, and he sustained at that place. There are times when God is going to lead us, lead us into deprivation. He's going to allow us to go through some lean times. Lord, have mercy. And, and, and after a while, God came back to Elijah and said, Elijah, get up because the brook is drying up. There's no rain. Get up and now go, amen, to a widow's house. Hallelujah. And there she will take care of you. Elijah in his obedience, this is all deprivation, got up, went to Zarephath in the, 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 the widow's house and asked the widow for something to eat. And the widow said, I have nothing here but just a cruise of oil and enough food for me and my son for one day and then we're going to die. What a leading. God led him to further deprivation. God led him to a widow that couldn't help him. So Elijah tells the widow, just go on and feed me first. 
and I'll make sure that you and your son have enough to eat. What a God. And as she bought her little substance together and fed the man of God, the prophet, God kept extending her cornmeal. God kept extending what she had, her oil. God kept extending and ultimately Elijah healed her son. That in our deprivation, it may appear that God is leading you further into liability, but I dare you to trust him. There's a total dependence upon him. There's something in where he wants you to go that is applicable to what he wants you to do, to what he wants you to be. We don't always understand the will of God, the way of God. We don't always stand, amen, uh, uh, God's directions, but we have to be obedient and follow his instructions. We not only see Elijah's meals, but we see Daniel's Management of ministry. Keep keep reading through the book of Daniel. It, it is tremendous. Daniel purpose in his heart, chapter 1, verse 6, that he would not defile himself, even though he was in Babylon, a godless society. And if we had people today in society that had conviction of spirit not to move, not to be persuaded by evil, not to do what was wrong. If we had people like Daniel... Daniel had a gift for interpreting dreams. And in and through the book of Daniel, he interpreted at least four or five dreams of leaders who could not figure out the dreams. He managed ah, the ministry of interpreting dreams. God gave him insights. God gave him a gift. God gave him a direction. And, 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 and so in his deprivation of being in captivity, Captivity. Some of you this morning feel like you're in captivity. Just hold on and hold out. Your deprivation will not last. God has got a day, hallelujah, of release. Daniel, Daniel stayed in Babylon the rest of his life. Daniel was faithful to God in his deprivations. Every time there was a deprivation, whether it was the lion's den, where lions were starved to eat him up and they got locked jaw, they couldn't touch him. Whether it was witnessing Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in a fiery furnace, Lord have mercy. Uh, that is Daniel in his deprivations and his great need. Saw a total dependence upon God. God did not leave you. God is not going to forsake you. God is not going to turn his back on you. God is not going to leave you to yourself. Even in our deprivations. There is a great reward. Jeremiah's uh, mouthpiece. Jeremiah was a bitter prophet. He was placed in manure. His family left him. Lord, have mercy. Everybody hated Jeremiah because he, he prophesied judgment. 
Jeremiah in his despondency said to God in Jeremiah 15, are you altogether a liar? Jeremiah was bitter. When you get to Lamentations, you start to see this sudden switch in his deprivations. Jeremiah, Jeremiah said, I'm a man that has seen affliction. I've seen it. I felt it. I lived through it. I went in it, came out, went back in. But Jeremiah said, but his, hallelujah, his mercies are new every morning. Ah, you, you better learn to embrace mercy. Mercy is not giving us what we do deserve. Grace, amen, is that we have no right to deserve it. A love we don't deserve. And, and just on mercies, the Lord is merciful. The Lord has not given us what we do deserve. If God should mark iniquities, who could stand? Thank you, Jesus. He said, his mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies we bring. Every morning we get up, we got new mercies. Every morning we got new love. Every morning we have, even in our deprivation, even in our trying times, God is there. His presence, his power, his peace, his provisions. He's there. We walk by faith, not by sight. We don't walk by feelings, walk by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What a God. He's our full dependency in dangers. He's our full dependency in our deprivations. But finally, in this context of full dependencies, there's a calculation, not only a gathering and a care, but there is a uh, calculation of his uh, power. Mm. I'm amazed at the power. Dunamis is dynamite. Kratos is bulldozing power. Ishus is enlightening power. God, God has power. And sometimes God will allow us to go into a situation where only his power can pull us out. And, and we, we are here because of his Power, power over drugs, power over bad company, power over influence, power over being badged, power over, amen, our past, our hurts, our historical hurts, amen, power, he's given us power to come out. Thank God for the power. And I'm a witness, not my power, but his power. His power has preserved us. His power has promoted us. His power, hallelujah, has provided for us. When we look at his power, thank God for your grace. Thank God for your goodness. Thank God for your glory. Thank God 
Here it is for your power. Your power in Joseph's life. When his own brothers threw him in the ditch. Ah, he told his brothers, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. God had a plan, a power to pull me out. And we thank God for his power. And you, Philippians 2, who were, Ephesians 2, who were, amen. And you and I, yeah, who were in sin, God has yanked us out. The effects of sin. That power was not only seen in Joseph, the power was seen in David. The power of correction, the power of guidance, the power of goodness, the power of grace. Uh, David said, create Barah. Created me a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me. What a power. That same power, hallelujah, met us at Calvary's cross. Jesus was led from judgment hall to judgment hall as he prayed in the garden of Gethsemane, came out, they smacked him, they spit on him, they laughed at him, they mocked him, they took his clothes off, they cast lots. He saved others, but he could not save himself. Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And at three o'clock in the afternoon, after being on that cross from nine o'clock in the morning, he locked, he dropped his head in the locks of his shoulders after he saved a thief on the cross. He said, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. And he gave up the ghost. He died. So glad he died. Without his death, there would be no covering. Without his death, there would be no care. Without his death, Lord, have mercy. There would be no correction. He died and went to the grave and rose early on Sunday morning with all power in his hands. He is who he said he was. And we are totally dependent upon him. Every breath you take came from him. Every good thought you have came from him. Every change of direction came from him. Yeah. Every, every, Lord have mercy. I can talk all night on this. Uh, uh, you, you know, I used to think uh, when I went back and started thinking about my former life, I said, you know what? The Lord, I, I would give the Lord credit. The Lord really brought me out. But somehow I would take credit for coming out. God said, ah, 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 don't you dare do it. It was me. That changed your mind. It was me that changed your heart. It was me that changed your feet. It was me that changed your steps. It was me that changed your friends. It was me that changed your direction. You are totally dependent upon me. I need thee every hour. Precious Lord. Mm. Every moment every day every thought of his dependency comes directly from the throne of God we are totally dependent upon him 
Thank you, Jesus. Bring us to the realization that we realize if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, where would we be? Mm. The purpose, you can do nothing without me. John 15, 5. The picture as a mother hen detects, discerns, and gathers her chicklets and covers them and cares for them. Lord have mercy. And brings and calculates a peaceable end under her wings. That's the picture. But the platform is that we're covered in the blood of Jesus. The platform is that he cares for us more than we'll ever know. He loves us with an everlasting love. Hallelujah. He not only covers us and cares for us, he calculates our outcome. Our good, listen, in his glory. Separate your name Separate your good doings. Separate what you think you had something to do with. And rest in his total dependence. Every meal you eat, every time you get up in the morning, every time you go to bed at night, Every time you laugh, every time you cry, we are totally dependent upon him. Now, hallelujah, is the benediction unto him who's able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before his presence. May there be glory, dominion, and power, both now and forevermore. And the whole church says, Amen. Amen. What a God. I want you this morning, right where you are, to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, believing he died for your sins, was buried, and rose again. He's the Son of God, God the Son. Ask him to come in. Lord, I'm a sinner. I've sinned. Come into my life and save me. And they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Praise his name. You can be saved. It's as simple as ABC. Admit, believe, and confess. God will do it. He's faithful to his word. What this total dependency on God translates to is that we are thankful. We are praising him. And we are open to hear his voice. Only Jesus and Jesus only. Now I want to make a transition into the celebration of our Lord's Supper. Get your piece of bread, a little bit of water. And in 1 Corinthians 11, beginning at verse 23, I want to deal with behind the scenes. Jesus is at the uh, Last Supper with his disciples. He looks at Judas and says, whatever you're going to do, do quickly. Judas leaves. 
And the Bible says Jesus took bread and broke it and said, take eat, this is my body that has been broken for you. And then on the third uh, surrounding cup, he took a cup and um, passed out the cup and said, this is the cup of the New Testament. Let me let me talk about what was behind the scenes that's instrumental for us. We know, Jesus said, as often as you do this, you show remembrance of me to our come. We ought to remember this scene where Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper. It's the Lord's Supper. It's not your supper and my supper. It's not the church's supper. It's the Lord's Supper. And, and the Bible says that the atmosphere, and there are biblical scholars who believe the first Corinthians, amen, listen, first Corinthians was written before the Gospels, meaning that the original Lord's Supper is in first Corinthians, a troubled church, and they were doing all kind of things at the Lord's Supper, and Paul rebuked them. But the atmosphere is that, listen, the disciples were in disarray. They were self-centered. They were selfish. Amen. And even when Jesus told them he was going to die in John chapter 14, even when Jesus washed their feet in John chapter 13, their minds were on them, not on him. So the atmosphere is that Jesus took bread and broke it and said, Take ye, this is my body broken for you. I'm giving you, Lord have mercy, my sincere sacrificial love. The reason that so many of us cannot be blessed by God is because we are selfish, self-centered, self-supportive. That, that was the atmosphere, but the, uh, hallelujah, the, the, the administering of this is that he took bread and broke it. Now, the word broken denotes humility. If you're going to be broken for somebody else, you've got to become humble. He took bread, he broke it, he passed it out. He said, take it, this is my body, which is being given for you. And then he took the cup on the third passing, and he said, this is the cup, listen, of the New Testament, the new covenant. Drink all of it. The old covenant was law. The old covenant was that they had to repeat this once a year at Yom Kippur, where a high priest had to go through these rites, and it was the blood of animals. Now it's the blood of Jesus. That's good once and for all. For all times. He only died once. But it's good for all times. Drink ye all of it. Believing in my death, burial, and resurrection. This is the good news of the gospel. I took your place on the cross. You don't have to suffer because I suffered. You don't have to die because I died. You, you don't have to be condemned of sin because sin was on me. What a sacrifice. And as often as we do this, we show remembrance of him till he comes back. So as we look at this communion, this amen, supper of communion, we... Take our pinch of bread and 
we take our wafer and amen. We take the wafer out, the bread out, which is his body. Let's all partake together. Believing in his death, burial, and resurrection. He was broken for us. And then we take the grape juice or the water, drink all of it, which is the cup of the New Testament. The New Testament. The everlasting testament. The great testament. That once and for all, we've been born again, blood washed, blood bought. Look at a parabolic picture again of dependency. He gathers us in times of danger. He covers us. He cares for us. And he calculates our outcome. We are more, hallelujah, than conquerors through him who loved us. God bless you. Have a great day. Jesus is Lord. Did you know you can give using your smartphone? The method is simple, safe, and speedy. To give using this method, search for the SMBC app in your iOS or Google Play Store and download. Then launch the app and click on the Give button. Or feel free to give through our website. Go to www.stmatthewssbc.org. Click donation and fill out the St. Matthew Secure Contribution and Payment Form.
Is that?